Hey, welcome to Soul Composition, Lesson 1, Flabby Thinking versus Mental Muscle. Let's get started. So, as your personal trainer, it would be my job to assess your level of fitness. More specifically, I would establish a baseline by measuring the percentage of body fat versus lean body tissue. Why? so that you can set goals and track your progress. Well, the same is true in the Soul Gym. It is our job to help you gauge how much flabby thinking you have versus mental muscle. Oh my goodness. So flabby thinking. Flabby thinking, those are the limiting beliefs that are negatively affecting your life. And all limiting beliefs are just based in fear. You know, fear that maybe you're not good enough. Fear that you'll never lose weight because your mom could never lose weight. How about fear that if you put yourself out there, you're gonna be embarrassed or rejected. See, we've gotta get rid of those limiting beliefs because I'm here to tell you, everything you want is on the other side of that fear. So today, step out and just do it afraid. How do we do that? Scripture talks about uh, renewing the mind in Romans 12 too. That's how we transform our life. We call it developing mental muscle. That process of renewing the mind so we get rid of the limiting beliefs and literally carve out new neural success pathways. It's an incredible how this happens and so today that's what we're, we're starting the process of developing mental muscle so here's the question how flabby is your soul Ooh. see your soul is a beautiful place it's an intimate place you were created and designed in the image of God himself an absolute masterpiece but life happens to us and our thinking can get a little crazy. And so you got to remember that God loved you so much that he designed you. He fashioned your hair. He built you to size. He painted the color of your skin and he breathed into you your gifts, your talents and your desires. You are so loved. You are valued and you have got a great purpose for your life but remember you also have an enemy and the enemy of your soul's purpose is to try and steal yours but don't let him see he loves to remind us of the mistakes that we've made the secrets that we keep and those broken relationships we just can't seem to let go but I'm here to tell you that whatever battle you're fighting today, it is going to be won or lost right here, right in our soul composition. What is the soul composition? It is our mind, our will, and our emotions. See, our mind is our thinking machine. We are the creator of our thoughts, and we create between 50 and 70,000 thoughts every single day, which is amazing. Most of them in the subconscious, but don't be fooled. Your life is a reflection of what you have been thinking about. It's incredible. And thoughts also 
have emotional components to them. It's simple. Words of love and affirmation create great thoughts. When a happy memory bubbles up, you feel the attached emotion, love, joy, peace, whatever it is. Same is true on the flip side. Wor cruel words and deeds also have attached emotions, whether it's shame or guilt or anger, whatever it is. And these limiting beliefs are really the result of unresolved trauma, typically in our childhood when we are least able to discern what's happening. So what do children do? They bury those scary, unhappy memories deep into the subconscious. But those emotions that are buried or ignored, guess what? they're going to manifest somewhere. In fact, researchers believe that between 75 and 98% of our mental, physical, and behavioral issues have to do with our thought life. Oh my goodness. So these negative thoughts over decades, we've given them so, so much emotional energy that they become a stronghold in our life. They actually become our belief system, an idea we believe to be true. And our beliefs create our identity, which is that internal picture, who we believe we are. And so that's where the will comes in. The will is the chooser. And so it makes decisions based on our identity. And that's what we have to change in order to change our life. But we've got to get our thoughts off of autopilot. When scripture says take every thought captive, that's what it means. You get to decide how you think about you and how you think about your life. So say goodbye, flabby thinking. Hello, mental muscle. It is time to live strong and healthy and on purpose. Thanks for being a part of lesson one. Can't wait to see you in lesson two. Well, welcome everybody. My name is Jody to modular one, lesson two. And I'm going to be talking to you about identity and how it was shaped and formed in our lives and all that, all that is so important. Remember the story of Wizard of Oz. Oh, the Wizard of Oz. Everyone's seen the Wizard of Oz. Now, the Tin Man, the Lion, the Scarecrow, and Dorothy were off to see the Wizard because once they saw the Wizard, he would give them everything they needed. Courage a heart, a brain, and a way to get back home. So they knew that if the wizard declared something over their lives, it was as good as done. You know, we have wizards in our lives. Growing up as children, we don't know any better. So the wizards in our lives declare things over us and we just instinctively and naturally believe what they say. Take for example, parents. Parents label their children. They declare things over them. Either, you're, Jimmy, you're the smart one. Uh, Sarah, you're really good in math. Uh, Johnny, you are a great athlete. Now, Stevie, you, not so much. <laughs> or you have teachers going, you know what, you're not that great in math. Or, 
you are a superb musician or coaches going, you know what, you're, you're not that great at throwing, you know, you, you need a lot of work or wow, you are a spectacular athlete. Have you ever been told some of these things growing up? Do you remember the labels that were put on you through these wizards, these experts in our lives? I do. I remember being told certain things by my parents, good and bad, and just taking it as a young child and going, you know what, that's the truth about me. Or I remember coaches, some good, some bad, telling me I can do this or I can't do that. And as a young girl, I just believed them. Now, the issue with that is we all have an identity. We all have, I like to say, a painting, a picture of who we are on the inside. Now, I believe there's two identities. I believe there's an identity that has some truth and some false. And then I think we have a real identity, the, the complete truth of who we are. Now, the picture that's painted, the belief system, the subconscious is, is what we believe about who we are. Therefore, that's how we act. Now, the problem is what we do is we can act a certain way and we'll go, that's who I am. Now, if you mess up in a certain area, if let's say you gossip, you know what you tell yourself? I gossip, therefore I am a gossip. Let's say you're really bad with money and you overspend and you can't seem to get control over your finances. You believe then as your identity is I'm really poor about money. The problem is, is we tend to look at our identity and see ourselves according to how we behave. Now, here's a different thought. Now, the scripture in the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, as growing up in the church, being a born-again Christian, have you ever been told or have you ever heard, I'm just a sinner saved by grace? Okay, now the Bible says, I just read it, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. So now the Bible's saying you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. I remember the, uh, the scripture where Paul said, I have wronged no man. Paul's wronged no man. Of course he did. He wronged many men. He murdered Christians. So yes, he wronged people. But he was Saul at the time. See, we all have an old man before we're born again. We all did things according to our old man. We behaved a certain way. But now if you're a new creature in Christ Jesus, old things are passed away, guess what? You're no longer a sinner. So you no longer have to behave like a sinner. The problem is when we mess up, when we do stupid things, we allow our behavior to dictate who we are. And we shouldn't do that. Yes, we, we, we have messed up. Yes, even though you do stupid things during the day, you say something you shouldn't, you act a certain way. Here's what you need to do. You need to go, no, that's not me. I'm not a gossip. I'm not a liar. I might, I, I may have done that, but who I am is I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. 
You know, as I look through the Bible, there are so many scriptures that tell me who I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a joint heir with, with Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I am complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. See, what we've got to do is the Bible says, the Bible is a mirror of who we are. And if we're not looking to that mirror and looking at who we are and who the Bible says we are, we're just going to believe who we are based on who we act like. So we do stupid things. We can't base our identity on that. So this is what happens. You believe you're a sinner. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to sin. Now, if I believe I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, I believe I'm redeemed. I believe I'm holy. Guess what? I'm going to act that way. So what we're going to get you to try to do is to change who you believe, what you believe about yourself. Tarzan, king of the jungle, lord of the apes. Okay, he was raised in the jungle. His parents were apes. His family was apes. He talked like apes. He walked like apes. He acted like apes. Then one day, he saw men in the jungle. And he looked at them. And he went, huh. And the apes and him took off. And he stopped to get a drink of water. And he looked in the water. And he saw himself. And he found it interesting. He said, hmm. I look like man. My hands look like a man. My feet look like a man. My face looks like a man. And so guess what? Now Tarzan has a choice. Is he going to continue to act like an ape, talk like an ape, be like an ape? Or is he going to look at who he really is and go, I'm going to learn how to be a man. So that's what we need to do. We need to look into the word of God. And that's our reflection. And the Bible says, as we look into the mirror of God's word, we are changed into his same image. Here's a great scripture. 1 John 4, 17 says, now get ready. This is a good one. As he is, so are we in this earth. Imagine that. As God is, so are you in this earth. So that is the challenge. Just like Tarzan. Okay, I've acted this way. I've been around people this way. My family's this way. They have this problem. My friends have this problem. But now, am I going to change what I believe about me and begin to look at something different? See, we give power to what we focus on. Now, if you're focused on your problems and you're focused on your sin and you're focused on your issue, you are going to give power to that. It's only going to get stronger. You know, I've heard people who drink too much and most of them say, I'm an alcoholic. I can't stop drinking. I can't stop drinking. Now, here's just a little example of how you can switch it. Let's say you're, you're trying to stop drinking. Someone offers you, let, let's, let's take cigarettes. 
someone offers you a cigarette. Now, here's where the identity comes in. Someone says, you want a cigarette? You say, no, I'm trying to stop smoking, okay? Now, someone comes up to you and says, would you like a cigarette? You say, no, I'm not a smoker. See how the identity shift. The first person is a smoker trying to stop smoking. The other person has changed it and said, I'm not a smoker. So this is what we're trying to do in this lesson. Get you to see yourself completely different. You've got to look at something else. You've got to be around other people who, who can encourage you, inspire you to be different. If you want to change your life, change your surroundings. And number one, look at the word of God and see how God sees you. Now, next module, Crystal and I, uh, sorry, next lesson, Crystal and I are going to teach you how to do this, how to change your thinking, how to transform this mind, renew this mind, and get you to see yourself completely different. Hey, welcome to Soul Composition. We are so glad you're here for this part where we talk about how to get rid of that flabby thinking and develop mental muscle. Getting rid of those limiting beliefs that have been negatively affecting your life. So how do you do it? Step number one is to start becoming aware. We've been talking in the last few sessions how we've got 50 to 70,000 thoughts that are on autopilot. And so it's time to get our thinking off of autopilot and start capturing those negative thoughts. And we do that in a couple of ways. The first way is we start to become aware of our body language. We said that thoughts have emotional components and when they bubble to the surface, that's when we feel them. Mm -hmm. And so any negative belief that, that attacks you throughout the day obviously has a an unhealthy and negative emotion attached to it. Go ahead. So when you're going throughout your day, here's just an example. You wake up, you're energized, ready to tackle the day, and then something happens. Right. And it makes you want to shrink back or it makes you want to move forward. Right. So that's the example of just being aware of what is going on on the inside of you. Watch your body language. Throughout the day, do you begin to slump? Do you begin to lose energy? Yeah. Do you Ooh. begin to just kind of feel a little blue? Well, that is a sign mm -hmm. you need to gauge what is going on inside my head. Exactly. So gauging your body language is key. The next thing is to start to listen to the running dialogue inside your head because those are your thoughts. And see, we are either building up our identity, our self-image, or those words are tearing it down. And so that is an absolute key to really start gauging the self-talk that's going on in your head. And number three is listen to what's coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. We said that out of the abundance of our heart, we're going to talk. We're going to speak. So if you really want to know what's going on with you or anyone else, just hang around with them for a little bit. And pretty soon those words will start coming out and the power. See, words 
have created our identity mm-hmm. and words can destroy. And so start to listen to what you're saying about yourself and your situation. And in order to help you do that, we've included a thinking journal where day by day, you can start to really get in touch with who you are by what you're thinking. You can write down your thoughts. We want you to start to identify the emotion. And I think what's interesting is, are are there triggers? I think we're triggered. Like you were saying, when you go throughout the day, what starts to trigger you know, some of the negative things? It, it's tapping into those old stories you know, that were developed when you were a kid. And so throughout your day, keep that journal by you. Start to identify. And then at the end of the day, you know what will kick a lot of that limiting belief to the, to the curb? Is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Identifying, you know, throughout the day, the good things that happened. And so that's step number one in becoming aware of those limiting beliefs so we can get them out of there. Step number two is assessment. We have included a 6F lifestyle assessment. And so in doing that, these these are the areas. First of all, your faith. Yes. How are you doing in your faith? How's your relationship with God? Number one. Number one. Are you spending time with God? Is it a, a wonderful time? Is it an enjoyable time? Um, how about church attendance? Are you around other believers? Right. Are you fellowshipping with people of like-minded, like-heartedness? Um, are you spending time in the Word of God? Three things that are very, very important as far as your faith assessment. Yeah. Spending time in the Word of God, reading, spending time in prayer, spending time talking with your Father God, and spending time with other Christians. Right. Three very, very important things. And so in, in this assessment, we give you this simple Likert scale on a one to five to identify how you're doing one being not good at all in fact you might have some bitter feelings about this area uh and so five being you're rocking Mm -hmm. in this area and so it's very simple the higher the score the better you feel and think about that area in your life okay so faith is number one second Family. family. How are your family relationships? Mm-hmm. How are your, how's your time with your kids or your spouse or your brothers and sisters? Whatever your family is, are those relationships healthy? Mm-hmm. Are you spending quality time? You talk about having fun with your yes. kids. Are you having fun when there's with no, your spouse? no yeah. conflict? Yeah, a, a lack of conflict, a lack of drama. That's how I gauge how yeah. well the family's doing. Are we getting along? God loves peace and harmony in the home. That's what the home and family was meant to be, is when everyone comes home, it's a safe place to be. Not drama, not chaos, not strife, not fighting, but you know when you get home and you're around mom and dad and brothers and sisters and spouses, you're going to be loved, you're going to be taken care of. But what you need to do is you need to feed those relationships. You need to... Uh, put put time in them, put energy t- 
take care of them just like you would take care of your car or right. take care Charity of your body. begins at home. Yes, take care of your family. Right. So if there's chaos, if there's screaming, if there's mm. broken relationships in the home, then this is probably an area where there's some limiting beliefs, there's negative thinking surrounding that. And so maybe this is the area that you're going to tackle throughout the rest of this course. Okay, so we have faith and we have family. How about what we talk about all the time? Fitness. Your health and fitness. How's it going? Do you have good energy? Are, is, your, your, is your body weight good? Are you keeping that level of stress down? Do you get time to go to the gym? Mm -hmm. uh, how's your nutrition? So everything that's surrounding your level of fitness, or are you just feeling blah? Mm -hmm. You know, you're slamming bags of Doritos like they're going <laughs> out of style. I mean, it, is that your default that you are just, you, you're working really hard doing everything else, but you're letting your fitness you know, fall to the wayside. Listen, you got to take care of you because it's really hard to take care of anyone else when you feel weak and your energy is deplenished. And so this might be your area where you just learned as a kid to not take care of yourself. Well, you can change those limiting beliefs surrounding your health and fitness. And so check that one out. Okay. So faith, family, Fitness, how about your finances? How you doing with money? Woo! <sighs> this is where so many people have those negative money stories yeah. where they, you know, watch their parents fight about money, uh, bill collectors, all those kinds of things. Maybe this isn't your area, but this tends to be an area for a mm -hmm. lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, for Jody and I, are you able to tithe? Mm -hmm. Are you able to pay your bills? Are you able to save and invest and do what's necessary? Are you able to, you know, take someone out for lunch and, and you're just not freaking about money all the time? Mm -hmm. So this is a major area. Now, everyone's in a different place right. financially. It doesn't really matter how much you're making. Yeah. I always gauge it on, am I on the right track? Right. You know, if you're not doing so hot financially, what you're feeling is overwhelmed. You're in over your head. Um, you're out of control financially. Mm -hmm. So you want to be just on the right track. Right. Maybe you do have some debt, maybe some things, you know, you have let slip away, but you've decided in your heart and mind, I'm going to get control of this. And first off, you write it all down. Yeah. Uh, get a budget. Write, yeah. Get a budget. <laughs> Uh, write down everything that you owe just so you can, again, become aware of where you're at financially. Exactly. Okay, so the next area are friends. Uh, what is your network of people in your life? Mm. Are they celebrating you or are they like sucking the life <laughs> out of you? Are they happy to see you? Do they elevate uh, your space in the world? Mm. Friends are, I mean, we have great friends, and but they need to be bringing something into your life. They don't need to be your saboteurs. Mm -hmm. As you're going through this process to cha literally changing your life, when you rewire your thinking, if these people are not 
on board with you if they are you're trying to lose weight and they're bringing you a cake mm -hmm. uh, you probably might need to shift your network of friends and so maybe this is your area maybe you just keep people in your life because you don't think that you have deserved uh, people to celebrate you well will you do and so really gauge uh, we always talk about you are the five people you hang around the most. If they're not elevating you, it is time to upgrade your circle of friends. All right. And so the last area of the F assessment is fun. Oh, are you enjoying your life? <laughs> you talk about laughing and goofing with your kids. I know Jody will stay up till what one, oh, two, yes. all night long sometimes yes. laughing with her kids and the memories. Yes. Now those are stories. Mm -hmm. Those are stories and memories that will carry her kids and family, you know, throughout their life. Are you enjoying yourself? Yeah. We we underestimate this. Yeah, in our we lives. do. You know, life can be very challenging, very difficult. We're dealing with stuff all the time. And so we think fun is frivolous. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that, you know, isn't going to really matter in our lives. And it really does. Yeah. Uh, throughout the whole Bible, it talks about joy being your strength. And, and when trials and tests come, that joy is there to anchor you. Uh, laughter, the Bible talks about, even God said in the heavens, he laughs. Yeah. So obviously he created fun. He created joy and laughter. So he finds it very important. Now, don't wait for fun times. Yeah. Don't wait Make for joy happen. and laughter. You really have to go looking yeah. for it. You have to go looking for the funny situations and the funny opportunities. A lot of times it doesn't just happen. You go, I'm going to have some fun. Right. And so in all this seriousness, it is a, it's a levity for your soul. You know, yeah. hard times, tough times, and then you've got the joy and the fun. So you don't break in life. Exactly. Okay, you guys, two easy steps. First of all, becoming aware. So get that thought journal out and start to identify those limiting beliefs. Then take the assessment. It's six simple steps to gauge how am I doing in each of these areas. And what we want you to do is identify one, maybe two. Don't look at all six and go, I'm a total loser. Pick one or two areas where you, you can see that, that I'm at a three and I, I want to be at a five. Mm -hmm. And so when you do this, we want you to identify the limiting beliefs. And guess what? You're going to take it through the course. As we take you through that, we're going to say goodbye to flabby thinking, those limiting beliefs that are negatively affecting your life. We're going to develop mental muscle. And this is where the transformation begins.